Hello, everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have been through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. I am super honored today to have with me as my guest, Amy Manzoni Darpino. Amy, thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thank you for having me, Nikki. It's my pleasure. And I can't wait to learn more about you. We're going to dive right in. Uh, and I'd like Amy to give you the mic and ask you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and where you're from and what keeps you busy during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Amy. I live in Mansfield, Massachusetts with my husband, John, and my daughter, Alice. Um, lately, what's keeping me busy throughout the day is balancing working from home and managing my daughter's homeschooling during the, the quarantine. So that is definitely more than enough for a day. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yes. I, I will say, I've got like, I got this barrette going on because my bangs are so long at this point that like, I need a haircut. Oh my God. And what is your business, Amy? Tell us what you do. I work for 10X Strategies. They're a public affairs and lobbying firm right in, in downtown Boston. Awesome, awesome. That sounds like really fascinating work. So, Amy, as you know, this is a podcast by and for mostly women, a few men as well, who have been through life-shattering experiences, what I like to call absolute caca. Another word for it is trauma. Um, would you summarize for us, please, what you went through and what was the worst part? Absolutely. Um, so in 2016, I lost my oldest son, Emmett to a heroin overdose. He was 20 years old and a sophomore in college, away at school on a full academic scholarship. Um, and probably the, the worst, I mean, the worst part was obviously losing him. Um, it was a very quick whirlwind. It was 18 months from the minute he, from the day he picked up heroin until we lost him to his fatal overdose. Um, and there was many, many non-fatal overdoses within that time and just it's a blur um as a mom as a mom uh it's you know it's there's there's so so little to say i mean i can only imagine i can only imagine the depth of of pain that you've gone through and i want to say you know in this forum that i'm so deeply sorry for the loss of your son and um and thank you for your courage in in sharing your experience and about his experience, because I know that there are many other women who have gone through what you've gone through and who are struggling with their children's addictions, um, children of, of multiple different ages. And so I want to express my gratitude to you for being on the show and for, um, and for giving a voice to people who are going through something very similar. Yeah, thank you. There, um, you know, un unfortunately, we are losing, you know, over 180 young people a day. I shouldn't say young, young and old. Um, it's it's a disease that knows no socioeconomic boundaries, um, you know, no age limits. But just from opioid overdoses alone, we're losing 180 people a day. So that's a whole lot of parents missing their kiddos today. That's right. And when you say 180 people a day, are you talking about the United States? Yes, yes, nationwide. Okay. Yeah, and when we factor in alcohol, it brings the number up to um, over 400 people a day that we're losing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just, that's too much. That's too much. That's way, 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 way too much. Yeah. Yeah, one is too many, 
uh, you know, those numbers are just completely unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable is definitely the right word. Just not okay. Absolutely. Um, so Amy, it, what's miraculous to me is, it, I mean, simply that you're sitting here. Um, it, it takes such a warrior to, um, to get to, I, I, I usually say to get to the other side. You know, I, I think of, you know, often um, people tend to think of, of a traumatic experience or, or, you know, a major, major crisis as something that you could get to the other side of. And I realize that there are some situations that there may not really be another side per se, right? Because, because the mourning process and the grieving process and, you know, it is ongoing. It's not something that like, okay, now the grief begins and now the grief ends. So I want to acknowledge that I'm aware of that. At the same time, I do talk with a number of guests who say, you know, there, there really was another side. There was a time when I kind of got through that initial phase of mind-numbing grief where I, I just simply couldn't pry myself off the floor. Um, so what I'd love to ask you is what, what's the best thing about where you are now being, um, you know, whether you consider it being on the other side of something or, um, what, where do you sit right now in terms of, um, in terms of being in a place that is better than where you were when the crisis was going on? Um, so where I sit right now is in a place where... I'm really able to focus on all of the good memories um, and to be able to, to focus on them without, you know, bringing myself to tears, um, to be able to weave his name and his story into everyday life without fear that, you know, an, another family member is, you know, my daughter, my son, um, without feeling that I'm hurting their progress by mm -hmm. um, that it's, you know, back to being part of everyday conversation as he should be. He's a member of the family. Um, just because he's physically not here with us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm able to look back at old pictures and remember happy times and not just feel that just absolute ache that he's not here now. Um, so it's definitely, it definitely is, you know, for lack of a better term, a, a better place um, where we are now. And it's all, you know, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's like a roller coaster. There are, there are highs and lows in everything. And there are milestones that come up in life that certainly bring back that complete overwhelming you know, sense of, oh my goodness, he's not here to share in this, or he's not here to experience this, or he should be, you know, whether it's he should be graduating, you know, when he should have been graduating college, or now that friends are starting to get married, he should be getting married, he should be starting his life. Um, so it's, you know, there's definitely still ups and downs, but there's definitely more level road where we are right now. And there's mm -hmm. not the real highs and those really low lows. Mm -hmm. So... So what I'm hearing is that you've there, there, there must be this question of how do we, how do we kind of re, how do we kind of integrate, reintegrate um, your son into your family in, you know, in, in, a, in this new way yes. and that you've been able to, you've been able to, to do that, to make progress in that kind of reintegration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there was a time where it made my daughter just unbelievably sad to have his picture around which was heartbreaking to me because I want his picture around. 
Um, and to know that she's now in a place where it's normal to have them around again and, you know, all of the children. Um, so it is, it's, it's finding that balance between making sure that we, we honor and respect his life um, while not letting our lives stop where his did. What an amazing way to put it. You know, wow. we all still need to move forward. We still have, especially with having, he was the oldest, having younger children, they still need to move forward and they still need to have a fully present mom on all of their milestones and all of their basic days, all of their ordinary days, they deserve to have a fully present mom. Um, and it's hard to do that if I'm, if I'm just stuck, you know, where we lost him. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where, that's why I say warrior energy, warrior energy. And I think, I think just as much so, I mean, I'm a parent as well. And um, mama bear energy, just that mama bear energy that, you know, the instinct that drives you and, and that says, I need to be okay for who's alive. Like I need to be okay for my family. I mean, it's, it's just, there's, there's no one else who get, who, who's the mom, you know, like you're it. And they lost enough. They don't need to lose me too. Yeah. Yeah. So the kind of strength that, that it, it must have taken and continued to take for you um, is I just, you know, it's not something that's quantifiable. Yeah. So Amy, I'm curious to know, one of the things that I've observed is that really super strong warrior women who've gone through something rough have a tendency to travel in packs. And I'm wondering, number one, um, did, you, did you or have you reached out to other women who've gone through the you know, pain like you have, an experience like you have, and um, who, who might you mention as, as someone else, uh, kind of other warrior women who would be, have fantastic stories to be on specifically this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Right from the get-go, there is a tremendous network just nationwide of, um, you know, parents that have, you know, that have lost loved ones. And I shouldn't just limit it to parents. It's, you know, people that have lost loved ones to this disease specifically, because it is, it's a very different loss than, um, you know, losing a loved one to cancer or to a heart attack or a car accident. Um, people are much more accepting of those losses. So this is a, you know, a loss that has a lot of stigma around it too. So finding other people, um, you know, finding your tribe was really, really important. Um, and finding people that just understood all aspects of it. So I absolutely have been blessed to have met just an amazing network of people all over the country that have lost someone that they love as well. And it's been absolutely life-saving. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, absolutely life-saving. And some of the people that I've met, it's amazing the other obstacles that they've had in their life. Um, you know, I have a, a young woman that I worked with that her family survived Hurricane Katrina and her story is just incredible, incredible. Um, and I think she would definitely be somebody worth, worth talking to in the future. Awesome, wonderful. Thank you for that, Amy. And I'd love to get in touch with her. I'm really, I'm really glad that you tapped into that. Um, I, I mean, sometimes, sometimes we just, we know that we need it. <laughs> sometimes we know that what we're going through is just so completely over our heads. And it, I mean, 
just in my experience, I had never, when I went through, when I went through the divorce process, I, I just walked into, I had never been a member of a church and I walked into a Unitarian church and I went straight to the first person who, at the door who was greeting everyone. And I said, my name is Nikki and I'm going through a high conflict divorce and I have young children and I need help. <laughs> just, I need it. Need it. So this, this really brings me to the essence of this podcast, Amy, which is to provide advice, inspiration, words of wisdom to people who are going through absolute caca right now. So what is one piece of advice, maybe two, that you would provide to someone who's going through potentially the loss of, of a loved one, what you have gone through, and they just have no clue how they're going to get to that other side or if they're going to get to that other side. It honestly, my biggest piece of advice is to talk about it, to be honest about your story, to share your story um, in whatever form you're comfortable with to ask for help, you know, similar to what you said, just whether it's, you're walking into a church, whether you're walking into a support group and just, putting yourself, making yourself vulnerable and saying, this is where I'm at and I need help. Um, because there are so many people that are so willing to put that hand out there and say, here, let me help you. Um, there's so many people that have walked the same or similar path ahead of you. And that's really what benefited me was talking to people that had lost someone, whether a year or two ahead of me. And kind of helped to guide me through what those big pitfalls were going to be. You know, we're all unique, but there's so many similarities to, to what everyone's paths look like. So just having someone that could kind of help me to steer my ship um, was incredible. So, so talk, about it. talk about it, talk about it and find, find people that understand. Yes. And find people who will listen. One of the things that, that I've learned, not, not just through my own experience, but um, through knowing people who've gone through something really hard is that it can, be really, it can be really difficult to know how to talk to people about intensely traumatic events. And, and one thing that I'd love to find out from you is that were there surprises for you in terms of who in your life, who is already in your life, kind of who surprises in who sort of fell away and, and didn't really maybe distance themselves because they didn't know what to say or didn't know how to approach you versus people who really stepped up and showed you support like you would never have believed that those people would have. Like, were there surprises like that for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. There were some really big surprises, actually. Um, we were, you know, while Emmett was struggling um, with his with his use, we were very closed mouth about it. We didn't want, you know, we, there's a stigma attached, yeah. whether, you, whether we like it or not, there really is. And we didn't want to feel that. And I didn't want anyone to think of him as a bad kid because he wasn't a bad kid. So we didn't talk about it after we lost him. And we started to talk about it. Um, well, actually I can, I can remember being at his wake and standing next to his father and everybody that came through the line, you know, people are coming through. And I feel like every other person that I introduced to him, I said, this is so-and-so from my church. This is so-and-so from my church. Now, granted, I had stopped going to church a year earlier. 
because I didn't want people to ask me how Emmett was doing at college. And I didn't want to have to say to them, you know, well, he overdosed again last week. Um, and even with us being away for a year, everyone from our church showed up. And, wow. and it was incredible. Um, just people that I, I felt would judge us and didn't at all. And then we had friends that I felt would be there and were the ones judging us. Um, you know, I was surprised how many people couldn't, how many of my daughter's friends, she was only nine at the time, couldn't play with her anymore. You know, like I must have like a candy dish of heroin on my coffee table or something when, you know, kids come over, um, that all of a sudden our house wasn't appropriate for them to play at. Um, you know, so those, those really surprised me, but luckily the pleasant surprises far outweighed the the unpleasant that's good to hear that's good to hear yeah positive surprises and negative surprises painful surprise yeah absolutely yeah thank you for sharing that well amy again uh, i really appreciate i really appreciate you coming on the podcast and i have another question that is um that that is much lighter in nature which is since we're all about being epic on this podcast if you could have any superpower what would it be Oh, if I could have any superpower, it would probably be, I think I would want to fly. Mm. I think that would be my superpower. I think I would want to fly because I could get every place that I wanted to get to. I could visit friends near and far um, and fit so much more into the day if I could fly to all my destinations. Plus, it would just be really cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Where would you go? I think first I would go if, you know, if there were a place that wasn't under quarantine, that's where I would go first. Um, but I think I'd, I'd have to head to the beaches either on the West coast or Hawaii would be my first stop. That sounds awesome. You can come and see me. I live in LA, plenty of beaches here. <laughs> the beautiful beaches of Malibu. Oh, I'm a big LA fan. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I moved here just eight, nine months ago, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a budding major LA fan. I'm really digging it. It's a really good place. Well, so thank you again, Amy. Any, any last words before we, before we sign off? No. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for recognizing just all of the, the strong, epic women that there are. And, you know, I, I can only reiterate again that if your loved one is struggling, if you're struggling, or if you've lost someone, just reach out and find somebody to talk to. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This is Nikki Bruno uh, with Amy Manzoni. Uh, oh my gosh, your name? <laughs> Manzoni Darpino. Manzoni Darpino on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after going through a life-shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com.